0: Lawrence gets it to Kotkaniemi, pass up top, Deflected it on, Lawrence with a chance, second opportunity, and Holpe puts the catching glove on top of that, will melt it down with 43.9, robbing Stephen Lawrence. Power play 13th in the NHL, now it's Dallas, Johnny Hockenpaw who we are very familiar with putting it on, and now Anderson makes the save, a rebound chance by Luke Lindy. Now the Stars shorthanded with a glorious offensive opportunity for the former Red Wings. Two on one coming the other way, worked in. Anderson will score. As Rope Hints has his second. Carolina couldn't knock the puck down at their blue line. A two on one and Hints will beat Frederick Anderson in a two nothing lead for the Stars. Cole gets to it, his shot. It stayed out somehow. Coconut. That's a save of the year candidate, old school, the initial stop on Spetsnikoff and then two pads stack, glove perfectly positioned on the Dallas star side of the goal line, and then some flavor to boot. That's a save of the year candidate. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the
1: Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold.
2: Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us after a Hurricanes 4-1 loss in Dallas. First 20 games, good record. 15-4-1, nothing to sneeze about. 15-5-1 now. And the Hurricanes don't look now 6-5-1 and one in their last dozen games after that 9 0 oh, o oh start. So basically a 500 hockey team over the last dozen. Offense has dried up. Power play has gone away. Uh, yes, Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo joined Ethan Bear in COVID protocol, but that ain't why the Carolina Hurricanes lost this game. They lost this game because they just weren't good enough, just weren't hard enough. Similar, I think, to the game against Washington on Sunday. We'll talk about all of it. Alec Campbell will join us in a matter of moments. Uh, We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Aluminumcompany.com online for a free, no obligation estimate. Let me just direct you, since uh, uh, my father-in-law has gutter helmets, and we don't have to clean his gutters. Uh, what we did have to do is get up on his roof and blow the leaves off. Uh, but I don't, know, I don't know why he wanted to do that. The leaves weren't doing anything. They were just on the roof. Uh, but we didn't have to clean his gutters out. And you can get gutter helmets at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. All right, let's, uh, let's get to as much as we can before we bring in Alec Campbell. Uh, the Hurricanes won Corsi tonight. Trounced Corsi, routed Corsi, Corsi begging for mercy. But Corsi doesn't win hockey games, people. We we won, Corsi. We we owned Corsi for years, and it didn't get us on this. You know, in the win column, Uh, Carolina was not good in the first period. Corsi said otherwise. They were better in the second period, they were dominant in the third period, but I'm not sure Dallas really tried to score. It ain't the first time we've seen Dallas do this, by the way. Dallas is, they got off to a slow start this year. They have now won seven of their last eight. They're 11-7-1, 11-7-2 on the season. So Dallas is playing much better hockey, obviously. But it's a hard team to play against. They're big. They're incredibly fast on the back end. They're very good skaters on the back end. Uh, Heiskanen, Lindell, uh, Klingberg, Sakara is a really good skater. They had Ryan Suter this year. They're just really, really good. Rope Hintz is one of the best players in the league. Joe Pavelski hit the fountain of youth. Um, Tyler Sagan is back. I mean, this is a good, it's a really good hockey team. Two years ago, they played for the Stanley cup. Remember that? Remember they played Tampa for the Stanley cup a couple of years ago, had a rough year uh, last year. Last year was weird, man. We kept telling people don't pay that much attention to what happened last year. I know hurricanes had a great year. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay attention to that. It's, it was just a weird year. Dallas is a really good team. And Carolina knew what they were getting into tonight. They knew they were shorthanded on the back end. That wasn't the reason they lost. Uh, 73 seconds in. Rope Hintz takes a shot. Uh, Jacob Slavin has good pressure on him. Uh, Ian Cole has, is tying up, I believe, Joe Pavelski in front of the net. Um, but the forwards, the stall line with Niederreiter and Fost, uh was, I don't know, up high. And there was a ton of room... On the other side of the Ian Cole, again, I think he was battling with Joe Pavelski battle, and nobody got back to clean up the puck, so Hintz takes a shot. It goes high on Freddie Anderson. It drops down in front of the crease, and Hintz was able to get from basically top of the left faceoff circle all the way across and scoop the shot up and roof it over Anderson with nobody back. Looked like uh, Faust and Stahl were just a little late getting back. I thought it was a tough night for that for that trio. I thought Stahl, Faust, and Niederreiter struggled, although that line was broken up in the third period. Uh, Rod moved wingers, I think the left wing, basically on every line. I think he flipped the left wing on basically every line uh, just to change it up in the third period. Um, I didn't love Carolina's game tonight, even though, man, if you look at the numbers... Holy crap. Five on five, on, according to natural stat trick, 32-7 in favor of scoring chances in favor of Carolina. 32-7. 17-6 high danger chances. 4-1 Dallas. Okay, get rid of the empty net goal, the rope hints uh, hat trick goal, the empty netter. Get rid of that. 3-1. So you're telling me that Dallas had seven scoring chances and scored three goals for the entire night? Nah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe Dallas didn't have that many chances to be perfectly honest. I think Dallas kind of went into a shell at one nothing, 73 seconds in. I think look, if you've been watching Carolina of late, and I've been I've been talking about this uh not enough, not enough heavy. Not enough heavy at all. They have to be better. Have to be better. Around the net, because when they're good around the net, you get bounces, you get bounces off sticks, you get bounces off bodies, you get traffic in front of the goaltender. That's how uh, the first goal was scored the other night against Washington in the third period. Kotkinamy in the slot, Lawrence skating in front of Samsonov, made it two-one. That's how it's. That's how 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 it has to be. Um, And they're in this, we have all this skill, and we're pretty, because that's how they beat L.A., and to an extent, that's how they beat Philly, and Philly's a mess, and L.A. isn't very good defensively, especially without Dowdy in the lineup while the Dowdy's coming back. Uh, And the Hurricanes have to get out of that mode. Have to get out of that mode. Have to play a heavier game. And they have to get better performances out of way too many of their players. So the, uh, the Pavelski, Orope, Hints, Jason Robertson line owned tonight's game. Um, they have all four goals, Hintz the hat trick, Pavelski a goal and two assists, Robertson two assists. So they were, all of them, plus four on the night with eight points. And there was a fair amount, they played against the stall line for most of the night, but everybody kind of took a turn. Um Kniemi was on the ice for two of the goals, but the first goal I thought was uh, a coverage goal. I, I just don't, you can't allow hints to go from uh, the left face-off circle all the way around in front uh, to pick up the loose puck. Somebody has to be there, but nobody was there. And uh, that was the goal, the second goal. Uh, And here it is. Again, hints, and this is a Brady Shea mistake. Uh, If you're going to go out to center ice, and he was already up there, if you're going to pinch and try to knock the puck away, you got to get the puck. You have to get the puck. You can't shovel it ahead and give the puck, make it easier for Joe Pavelski. Uh, And then it was a two-on-one with Jalen Chatfield. uh, And uh, he was helpless at that point. Uh, but this is uh, the goal that really, I think, iced the game.
0: Now a two-on-one coming the other way. Worked in. Anderson will score. As Rope Hintz has his second. Carolina couldn't knock the puck down at their blue line. A two-on-one, and Hintz will beat Frederick Anderson in a 2 nothing lead for the Stars.
2: I actually think
0: uh, that
2: Shea did knock the puck down He just didn't do anything with it, he kind of just shoveled it. Um, Boy, he wasn't trying to give it to Joe Pavelski, but he effectively did. Uh, And and that was that. And uh, then uh, Pavelski gets, I think, a lucky goal in the third period, but you get lucky goals when you're in front of the net. Sometimes it ain't hard, and I never, (laughs) I rarely disagree with the head coach. I didn't like Carolina's game even in the second. I mean, it was fine. It was okay. It wasn't awesome. I think their chances came in flurries. Um, but I couldn't think of a great save that Brayton Holtby made until it was already 3-1. And the flurry that he made on uh, Svechnikov and I don't even know the three players. Jarvis, I think they all had chances. Uh, and Holtby is laying down. He reaches up with his glove and he snags uh, a Svechnikov shot that would have been his ninth goal of the year. We're going to talk about Andre in a second. Uh, so, I just didn't think Carolina was great. And uh, I know what the stats say. And I'll, I bet I'll flip on uh, NHL Morning Skate on SiriusXM. And they'll be talking about, how did Carolina not win this game? Uh, tell me you didn't watch the Hurricanes without telling me you didn't watch the Hurricanes. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. My partner from noon to three, Monday through Friday. Uh man, Corsi took a beating tonight at the hands of the Hurricanes. Thirty-two-seven scoring chances for Carolina. Seventeen-six high-danger chances for. Unbelievable! How did Carolina not win this game, Alec?
1: Yeah, and the the Corsi in the third period was insane. Yeah, um, I think it was like a, around eighty-three or. for Carolina. Uh, I mean, I thought in the third period they got some chances, but it's definitely a game where I think the numbers, you had to have watched the game to really get a feel for what happened in it. And I'm actually a little surprised because Rod Brindemore, after the game, said it might have been one of their best games of the year or the best game of the year. Yeah, me too. And I just, I'm sorry. I just, I respectfully disagree. Yeah,
2: I, I'm, I, I'm with I, you. I,
1: <laughs> I just, I just can't, I can't get with that. Yeah, in this particular occasion, I'm normally with him, and listen, mean, he's been around and doing this at a high level for a long time. He knows way more about the game than I do. But there was just, there was just, I, I think, I think it comes down to a few things that we sort of been getting to in the last couple games, you know, there's a lot of puck flinging from distance. There's not a lot of traffic in front. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of greasiness. There's not a lot of rebounds, you know, second and third chance opportunities. The power play still stinks. I mean, you know, it'd be one thing to blame tonight's power play on the fact that you didn't have Tony D'Angelo or Brett Pesci in the lineup, except the power play wasn't very good while they were in the lineup. Right. So there's I mean, I have noticed teams are getting real aggressive on their kill, especially at the point, at the, the top of the umbrella. I mean, as soon as the puff comes to the top of the point, I mean they're they're like sprinting out to the puff and Carolina can't move it fast enough or control it or it gets too gets too frantic of a situation. And they they can't handle it. So the power play is still an issue. I mean, now they're over seventeen, I think, yep. over the course of their last seven games. Yep. And um, and there there just is an overall, I think, lack of sharpness. I think there was a, some misfortune tonight as well. I mean, you look at the the the, last, the third goal, the Pavelski goal, yeah, Dallas scores. I mean, great job by him. I guess he got his pick on it there in front, but. Goes off the post and then goes off ready and in the net. Um, I thought there were stretches of the game where Carolina just did not handle the, they were just very sloppy, uh, just not detail oriented, didn't, didn't finish plays. I mean, the Brady Shea, the, the second goal that Rupe Hens scores on the two on one. You know, I think Brady Shea did the right thing. He just didn't do it all the way. And it kind of allowed Jason Robertson to poke the puck ahead and spring them for a, a two on one. So I mean look at the stats all you want. I mean, Carolina certainly limited them to shots. I think mean, it was forty seventeen in terms of shots on goal. Yeah. But but the, the, the stuff that that they got versus the stuff that Dallas got was I think a lot different.
2: Yeah, I think this game was decided in front of both goals. Um Carolina didn't do enough in front of Dallas's, and the first goal. I think we talked about it in the first intermission. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't even know who to point to in terms of how does the puck lay there. Ropey hints shoots it from basically just inside, I believe, the top of the left circle. Jacob Slavin's got pretty good coverage on him. Uh, He shoots high on Anderson. The puck kind of climbs, climbs up on him, and it falls in yeah. front. Um, Ian Cole is in a net front battle with Joe Pavelski doing his job. Uh, Pavelski, who should have been able to get to the puck, couldn't because Cole was doing his job. Uh, but there was enough traffic. Slavin uh, couldn't stay with hints. But where is everybody? Where's Stahl? Yeah. Where's Faust? Where's Nino? Somebody has to be on that side of the ice. And there was nobody there. So there's there's a there's a coverage mistake by the way um probably the I I hate even to say but I'll say it probably the worst game Jordan Stahls played this year he only played 13 and a half minutes for Jordan yeah, it was Stahl not to, good. Oh, for Jordan Stahl to only play 13 and a half minutes man that is eye opening by nearly two minutes his lowest time on ice of the season. Vincent Trocheck also played under fifteen minutes tonight, a season low. Uh, well,
1: I thought Trocheck was decent tonight. I thought
2: he was good. I thought he was good in spurts, and I thought he was good from the end of the in the end of the second period, and then he was okay in the third. But I I, I throw everything out in the third period. I really think Dallas rope a dope to the
1: third. I gave Trocheck the first star tonight. I, Did I, you? I thought he was a uh, yeah. I didn't like him. For the for the cane, <laughs> I mean, if I'm giving Kane stars, I mean, I gave Lawrence a star, I gave um, KK a star, but KK was a minus one tonight. He too. was he was on the ice um, for two
2: of the goals, right?
1: But the, the, Tro- the Trocheck Jarvis line, well, I mean, I, and Jarvis had you know he had some dangerous chances too. The second- Trocek was a Trocheck was a plus in the faceoff circle. He had chances himself. I mean, he's got his own scoring issues going on right yeah. now, but. Feels like who doesn't on this team. So I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. You know, there were there were very few options. (laughs) There were. uh, You could have
2: given one to Jalen Chatfield.
1: I thought about giving them to him, but then I felt like I was just giving it to him because they were the new guys and they didn't completely stick. I
2: thought Chatfield was good tonight. Chatfield had two shots on goal, seven attempts. He had five hits. And then yeah. and, he, and he was hung out to dry by Brady Shea on this on that second goal, and he yeah. did, he didn't he know good. what
1: to do. <laughs> I did think he was pretty good. Yeah, I liked. Uh, it. Yeah. so, I don't know. I mean, I like the Trocheck line. I think their line is pretty good. Um, but overall, I mean, and even Jordan talked about after the game how hard he's gripping the stick. So. He's yeah, feeling it right now. So
2: let's let's run down. Let me run down those numbers. Trocheck seven without a point, eleven with uh, just one goal. Stahl, fourteen now without a goal, three assists in that period. Uh, Jarvis five without a goal. Svechnikov one goal in fourteen games. Jacob Slavin doesn't have a goal this year. Yep. Tavo Teravainen ten without a goal, four assists. Martín Nájeres five without a goal. I just don't. Yeah. You can't be a great team, and and have those seven guys in a funk. Can't.
1: Yeah, and Teimo and one goal in his last nineteen.
2: Yeah, he he scored yeah, the first two games of the season. Has one
1: goal since. What was what was it? did you mention Fetchnikov?
2: Yeah, one goal in his last fourteen.
1: Yeah. I mean that's just I mean that's those those are pretty egregious numbers. It's honestly. it's it's gross. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't yeah. have players like that that are supposed to be your best players that are supposed to be driving a lot of the points. Like, listen, I get all the you know this this is where we veer off the process. I guess because I, I get all of the. Well, we're getting chances, we're getting chances, we're getting chances. But at the end of the day, that's just, that's moral victory talk. I mean, you, you cannot have, you look at the top teams in the league and their stars are their stars. Night in and night out. They, they I mean, were tonight. You can't right? have Andre, you can't have Andre Svetchnikov going one goal in 14 games. Right. I mean, it just, that just can't happen. I mean, even guys like Saul, right? Like, even if Stall is not supposed to score a goal every single night, I mean he should be getting one every you know, three, four games. Right. I mean he shouldn't be going longer than that really without a goal. So I mean it's payable, Fetch, I mean those are those are bad numbers.
2: Yeah, they are they are it did it's it's egregious at this point. Uh, and the with the power play struggling the way it is uh, and but you mentioned stars. I mean, your stars have to produce. Dallas's stars, pardon the pun, produced their best line: Hints, Pavelski, Robertson. I love Jason Robertson's game, by the way. Um, yeah. they produced all four goals. Best line produced all the goals. You know, we watched. Uh, we just watched Washington um, with Backstrom, Mantha, Oshie out of the lineup three of their top six forwards out of the lineup, and Ovechkin scored, and Orloff, you know, the guys, Washington doesn't have a lot of guys who have produced a lot of points this year, but those guys got on the score sheet against Carolina. Right. And right, and right now, Carolina's best players are really not. You know, it's, I, I went through it from the, you know, like now it's the last 13 games, so, but after eleven games, I went through it. I'm like, "Where's, where's all the goal scores? Where's?" Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. You know? For as much you know, we we've been we've praised the fourth line a lot this year, and I think rightfully so. And they've been good, but there's only so long when they can be your best line every single day. Right. You know we we can't we can't keep can't keep saying that about the team. The, the best line was the fourth line.
2: And so in, the fir- it, in the first it, it, period tonight, to me, the period that, I mean, you could argue the first period decided the game, to be perfectly honest. Um, Dallas just went counter-punching the rest of the night. Um, the best line, not and it wasn't even a fair fight, was Kokaniemi, Martinook, and Lawrence. They were, they were all over the first period. Now, they weren't as good going forward. They weren't as right. good in the second period, and, and then in the third period, they changed the lines. Rod, Rod flipped the left wing on every line. Um, but you, your fourth line, can't, it can be your best line, but you better have uh, a number two that's going well as well. I didn't think Carolina did that uh, in the first period, and I didn't think there was anything going for anybody, either team really, the first 10 minutes of the second period. Carolina picked it up after that. Uh, and then, of course, the mistake, the goal, made it 2-0. And we were basically done uh, right there. But uh, Dallas just has the ability, if they get their nose in front, they're just very hard to play against. Here's the thing about what bothered me about Holt the game. It was
1: good
2: he was good tonight, but until late? I, I can't yeah. remember a save.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to make it. Not a, not a good save. They, they hit him never- with
2: the, he, good positional saves. As, they, as we like to say, yeah. he got in the way of the puck. He didn't have to do the anything crazy. He,
1: yeah. The last one he made on stretch, though,
2: was oh, tremendous. Tremendous. I mean, the game was over at that point, but that it was right. an incredible save. Uh, but ultimately, when this game was in the balance, Braden Holtby got hit with the puck a lot. So the Trocek, Jarvis, Back to back chances in the second period. You know, first of all, I don't even know that Trocek's shot was on goal. The one that Holtby blockered away. Mm -hmm. I think that was going wide of the net. And it comes back, and Jarvis has a great chance. And Jarvis almost snuck it between the glove uh, and the body. It was pretty close. Holtby had to squeeze it. To me, that was his best save while the game was in the balance. The one on Jarvis, um, but there wasn't a lot of great saves that he had to make, and there wasn't much traffic. And uh, notice when Carolina did get traffic, they f- they fe- figured out how to poke one in to make it three one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even you know, I'm not. I don't even know about the traffic was the thing on that one. That was just that was my that's my definition of greasy goal. No, yeah, that right was there. just a scrum. I mean. I mean, puck's a scrum around the net. Yeah. The whistle didn't blow. Somehow it comes back out. To Ian Cole, he throws it down for a redirect. He's choking the, Emmy. choking the Emmy. just keeps whacking at it until it goes in.
2: Yeah, three games in and, a row with a goal for uh, KK.
1: Yeah, four, four in his last six. They, they got to get more of those types of goals. Yeah. More of those types of goals. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, you mentioned, like, you mentioned Ovechkin, right? I mean, obviously Ovechkin is he's, he's a level above. Right. He's a insane player. But when we saw Ovechkin, I mean, I think we got, you know, A minus Ovechkin. Maybe not even. As opposed to A, as opposed to, yeah, or B plus Ovechkin, yeah. as opposed to, you know, A plus Ovechkin. And he still kind of finds a way to get the, the score one and Carolina doesn't really have that type of play um they just got too many guys that are that are good and can can get on some runs here and there but again they don't have that guy that's just you know every single night you basically can count on them for one right um, a point here <laughs> or whatever two points you know it just doesn't seem like they got that guy. I mean, I think even Aho's game has kind of fallen off the last couple of games.
2: I did not love Aho tonight,
1: and I think he's—I think he's their best. I think he's their most consistent best player.
2: Yep, he is.
1: And you know, it, it doesn't feel like for me. You know, it's not, like, it's not like we go into a game and and I feel good about Aho coming away with a goal. Like I feel there's a there's a decent chance of it, but. You know, with Ovi, you're pretty sure you're going to get one.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it's – it's the Hurricanes don't have that player. There There really aren't that many of those players.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> right? those players don't grow on trees, right? I mean, it's not – you know, you, you know – McDavid, who just, yeah, you know, right. night in and night out, beaving, in, beaving in and leaving and then out of everybody. Edmonton has Scoring two of goals, them. But. <laughs> right?
2: Edmonton's got two of them. Yeah, Dry, and McDavid. Toronto's got one in Matthews. Uh, obviously, Ovechkin. Right,
1: but, I mean, I, I look I mean, at teams that win cups. You know, I look I at the, the the Caps a couple years ago, the Lightning the last couple years. I mean, they got just bona fide Killers on their yep. team, yep. you know, to just get it done. And I just this team doesn't necessarily. I mean, listen, they, they they do it their own way, and that's fine. And I, I do think they're a good team. You know, I, I think I think Carolina is a good team. They might just be slumping right now. I hope that's the case. It's part of a season. Yes. they're going to go through stretches like this, and they'll get back to a stretch when they look really great.
2: Yeah, um, my, my, my only prop, my only fear about what has to happen is that I they need to be... Well, first of all, I think the problem is that the, the most of the players who are not producing offensively can be gritty players, right? Stahl yeah. should be getting his goals right around the net. Nino Niederreiter, who obviously has not... I don't think Nino's played awesome. He's he he played much better before the injury, obviously. He has not been the same type of player since coming back from the injury. He's had his chances. He had a game a couple of games ago where he had four high danger chances around the net. That was really good, but for the most part he's just been he's just been Nino, which is that he has moments in the game where he looks good and he has moments in the game where he doesn't. Um but Nino Trocek, Stahl, Svechnikov, more power type players, even though Trochek's not big, he plays a kind of an under-your-skin game. They're not getting anything out of those guys. And right. when they get something out of them, they look like a better team. They look like a team that can play with the Washingtons of the world. Uh, right now, I'm not sure they can. Uh, and in three of the losses in this stretch, the San Jose loss uh, the, the, and then the last two, Washington and now Dallas, I just think they were out muscled as well as kind of out, not outworked, but um, I think they got beat by three stronger teams. And those, those are playoff type losses. That's that's how you lose games in the playoffs. So, I again, I think it will look different when Svech is going, when Stahl is going, when Trocheck yeah. is going. I think it will look different when those three guys specifically kind of get back to uh, putting the puck in the net as they're supposed to. I'm not asking Stahl to be uh, a sixty point guy at all, but right. you know he can't go fourteen. With just three assists. I mean, that's just, you can't, you can't have that. Right. Um, so, well, I mean, same guy, with Trocek, So
1: The guy I look at is really Spechnikov. When yeah. I talk about, like, the the, the OV and the, the McDavid or whatever, like, I don't know that special will be on that level ever, but he's supposed to be the star. He's supposed to be the main superstar of this team, night in, Night out, engaged, you know, on all levels, and get you points. Like that is your point getter, man. That's the guy that you're supposed to roll with in every game, and expect a point out. of. I mean, every single night. Yeah. And this is now, you know, going going back to last year, where you know he slumped last year too. I mean, dude, you you can't you can't get one goal in. However many games it is now, fourteen games, 14. whatever. Yeah, like that—that—that that, that just can't happen for your position on the team. Like, you know, Aho should be—he—he should be, he, he should be the, the 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 secondary, almost like the—you know—if you, know, you want to make the the Batman Robin thing, like the Robin on the team. To me, you know, he should be sort of the glue guys telling him short, I think. Right. But just just the... Not the focal point, if, if, if that makes enough sense.
2: The backstrom um, I mean, to his Ovechkin. Yeah, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. It's like that type of right. role. Um, And it just hasn't... It hasn't happened with Petrennikov yet. You know? Like, where it's just... Every single night, you know you're going to get a, a different level dude and um, i don't know like i i i hope it comes
2: i do too just hasn't yet. i hope we're I hope we're not seeing the re- a repeat of what we saw last year which was a great start we all thought oh man here it is here's the year and then it yeah. just sort of fizzles and now you don't know where it went so cuz it it does have some of the same earmarks I would say that I think he has been, I think he's been better for the most part through this stretch than he was at the same time a year ago. Like I really thought his game kind of went away for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't think it's been that bad, uh, but right. he has to score goals. He, right. he just has to score goals.
1: And yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I don't think his game's been that bad. I don't think his game was that bad tonight, honestly. But no, I, don't, I agree I'm just with that. Tired, I'm tired of talking about him as in the in that in this context. Yeah, you
2: know, he makes
1: seven point like, seven t-
2: five million because he's a goal scorer.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of after a while, like I can't talk about this in the in the. Well, we got the chances, but we didn't score. Right? No, they didn't score. His game looked pretty good, but he didn't score. Like you got to score, man.
2: Yeah, feel free to miss the goalie. Um, uh, hints on the second goal. I mean, Anderson played it well, and hints just beat him just inside the near post. I mean, it was a great, it was a great shot. Feel free to pick. Feel free to miss the goalie. I'll just say it like right. that. Right. <laughs> I right. I know he's big, but he's not as big as the goal. There's right. there there is net behind him. You have to be yeah. able to find it. Um, and right now, Carolina, it's... like Ajo had a great chance in this, in the slot. Uh, I forget who gave him the pass, and he he just hit like if you put a target on Holtby's jersey in front. I mean, Aho bullseyed it. I mean, right there, smack dead center of Braden Holtby, like no offense but i mean you got to miss the goalie you, you have to at least make <laughs> yeah. it move to make the save and there's been a, there's been a little too much of that going on uh so yeah i well, i i think that it would be uh, i want to end this part of the uh, the podcast our conversation by talking about the power play and i really think the power play um First of all, you know me. I don't like five forwards. I think you need a defenseman on there um, mm-hmm. to uh, just to to be a defenseman. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that first power play, Ugh. it was gross. Uh, first of all, I don't know why Anderson didn't play the puck coming off the boards. Why he let it come straight out in front of the goal? Uh, well, I mean,
1: Yanni Hakanpaa really. Put-
2: Really put some mustard on that one. <laughs> and Luke Denning, uh is the first guy down the ice. Then there was a three-on-oh. Not a 3 on zero, A three-on-one mm-hmm. and a power play. Then uh, the second period. But that first power play, I counted. I And I don't know why Natural Stat Trick didn't give Dallas a high-danger chance. Because it was a two-on-one. And the pass across, I think, to... Was it Peterson? I think it might have been Peterson. Uh, and he just... The puck went right past him. Went right over, either over his stick or under his stick. I don't know. Maybe it, uh, it took a bounce and went over his stick. Uh, but they're coming down two on one, and then they had a chance right after the power play expired, like two seconds. They had three high danger chances, in my opinion, and Carolina didn't even get a shot. They didn't possess the puck. They didn't even possess yeah. the puck when they pulled the goalie. I mean, he scored yeah. immediately after they pulled Anderson. Carolina didn't even couldn't even control the puck. They I think they're just they're fighting some offensive confidence right now. And they they needed to play a bad team like Philly again or the Kings when the Kings don't have Drew Doughty and they got Dallas instead. Who doesn't give you anything.
1: Yeah, I mean the power play looks terrible right now. Like, I got I I hesitate to blame the five-forward situation because, again, the power play didn't look good beforehand either. And also, you're doing it out of necessity. But, I mean, in my head, it makes a lot of sense to have five forwards on the power play. Maybe it's a better idea than it is in reality, but people looked like they were uncomfortable in their position tonight. They did. Uh, That's what it looks like to me. But, you know, Tevo a good defensive player. Yes. So, I mean, what's, what's the difference between he and Tony D'Angelo right there? I mean, Tony is an offensive player. So, I, I don't know that there's a ton of difference, but they're not accustomed to being out there like that in the positions that they're in, I suppose. Um, so, maybe we shouldn't have expected it to be good tonight because, it's just an unfortunate circumstance right. that they're having to kind of learn on the fly. But at the same time, it's like, but what, the skills don't change. I mean, <laughs> Cabo's still a good passer. Right? He's still a good handler of the puck. You know, he still has good vision. Um, so do those other guys. Like, I, I really just don't understand the woes in the power play. It seems like that's where they should flourish. If we're going to bang on them for not being greasy enough or physical enough or whatever in the five-on-five, five, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me a little bit given their DNA. But on the power play, when they've kind of got the freedom, they've got more ice to work with, they've got more room to work with, those skill sets, to me, should shine more. Yeah,
2: except and, that I think the five-on-five five game and the power play are similar. I think you still have to be gritty on the power play.
1: Yeah, I mean you do. You gotta you gotta be simple, um, but again, I think I've noticed over the, the course of the last couple of games, just when the puck comes out to the top of the umbrella, teams are blitzing that pass. Right, and that that person up there has to be not freaking out when the puck comes there, and they gotta move it quick. And I think that that has flustered Carolina a good bit. Either when it comes to the top of the umbrella or it comes out to the wing. Yep. Those I mean when it gets down low, they kinda let that go. When it goes behind the net, they sort of just stand there a little bit. But those those passes up at the top and along along the wing I think are getting blitzed and they're not making a quick enough decision. So I don't know, man. It feels weird to me that they're this bad on it. But they are.
2: Right now they are, yes. Uh, and they have to get better. And uh, I know people will say, well, they've got Ottawa and Buffalo in their next two, and those are two not good hockey teams. But you still got to put your big boy pants on and win those games because those teams aren't giving up. Those Those teams are going to fight, and Carolina has to be ready for that. Um, but hopefully, they'll, uh, hopefully they won't have any more COVID. And they'll be able to uh, to play well on Thursday. We'll be back in PNC Arena for that, Alec, and I will see you then. I'll probably see you before then.
1: I'm sure you will, and I'll look forward to all of the time you
2: see me. All right. So, real quick story before I let you go. So, um, and this is a, an absolute true story. Uh, are you a, a you a you're a Christmas tree house, right? Yeah, we
1: we we usually go real Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're asking?
2: Yes. Real or fake? Real. are Right. Exactly. Uh, real Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, real, I would yeah, never go real. I would never have a fake tree. Yeah, I, I would. I would never do a fake tree. Uh, no, no self-respecting Jew would ever have a fake Christmas tree. So, um, <ißgenes laughs> A Aileen a- went and bought a Christmas tree tonight. And let me tell uh, you, I hope you want a small tree f- for 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 your bank account. The trees, yeah. the trees with size, are over two hundred dollars.
1: Really? Not kidding.
2: <laughs> Not yeah. kidding.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. The supply chain issues. Thanks, pandemic.
2: I, I. This is. Is it is it the pandemic? I mean, it takes like seven years to grow a Christmas tree, so this price gouging because yeah, price gouging because of the pandemic. I don't know. Anyway, so here's but here's the funny part of the story. Aileen yeah. is telling me about her trip to get the Christmas tree, and she says, "I feel bad for the Christmas trees." If nobody buys them. <laughs> <laughs> so she's telling me this and I'm thinking, did you buy three Christmas trees? Cause she, she said she picked out three that she really liked. One of them was $300. We did not get that one, Alec.
1: Oh God.
2: So, cause she's telling me this story and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, she bought three trees. Right. She did not. She only bought one, but I think she assigns human feelings to these trees. She feels terrible for those other trees that she didn't buy. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah
1: I, just, that's, yeah, I mean, I I don't understand the, the, the price gouging on the trees this year. Um, we are actually not buying a tree this year. And we are going treeless. Um, because we have a one year old who, I mean, he would, he would like to look at it, right. but he will also, he would probably rip everything off that tree. Oh
2: yes. Uh, I'm
1: not, I'm not sure that, uh, I'm not sure that is 100% about a valid excuse, but also because, uh, we are on the verge of having a second kid. And this kid may come any time now. And my wife is basically at this point, just it takes, it takes all she's got to to do stuff. She's just so uncomfortable Uh, that she just, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have the energy to do the whole, the whole Christmas this year. To to decorate it. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm good with it. Like I said, like I'm, I mean, I, I like, a, I like a real tree. I like the way it smells. I like the way it looks. But I'm also a person who appreciates efficiency. Yeah. And <laughs> I'd, I'd be 100% okay with a fake tree. I good. would. I just would. No, I can't. I, would I can't not do a care fake one tree. One second. I wouldn't care for one second about it. Um, the one good thing about a real tree is that, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty easy to assemble. I mean, there's no, I don't have to pull it out of the attic. I mean, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to put, you know, shove branches into a post. Like, it's all it comes already put together. Uh,
2: the, you know? the, all the, you got to do is... Sit. The fake tree.
1: You, no, like, yeah, as opposed to a fake tree.
2: Oh, okay, the real tree, like, yes. Yeah. yeah. They do, they come assembled. So, no assembly required.
1: Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> all you, all you got to do is haul them home and, you know... Them up in the house, so oh. Oh. I do like a real tree, but listen, I'm just I don't and I do like when our house is, de- is decorated for Christmas. Yeah. I do like, I do enjoy that. My wife does a great job with it. I try to help her out as much as she can, as much as I can, yeah. or I just i don't really help, I just take direction.
2: That's what I do. <laughs> we do candles uh, in the windows, uh, and wreaths, yeah. uh, outside. We'll do that. We have a wreath around the mailbox. Uh, I am in charge of uh, lights on the tree every year. That's my job. I do lights. Uh, we did a fresh cut when we got home. Uh, whipped out the chainsaw, cranked that bad boy up. No, I am not allowed See, to use the chainsaw. But,
1: we we're, we do wreaths too. I think she is going to hang a wreath outside the window. Sure. Um, but I thought I think this is the this is the, the sign you needed. To open up the first Jewish Christmas tree farm on your property.
2: We should do it. I should have done this when we first Just moved in.
1: Kill all the rest of your crops and all of your other uh, <laughs> money makers out there at the farm. You are now the Gold Family Christmas tree farm. God, I really, I, I've needed and to do this. Uh, there's, there's nothing nothing I would want to support more than a Jewish Christmas tree. Farm. You,
2: you have no clue how terrified I, I was talking to Aileen when she says, you know, I feel bad for these Christmas trees that aren't being bought. And then she told me that the prices of these trees were like 200, $250. And I'm like, no, you didn't buy three trees.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would have been scared about that. it's like, that's like someone who goes into like a pet shelter, oh like, my gosh,
2: yeah, come home with three dogs comes home
1: with, right, right well, my wife
2: does that with horses well,
1: well I'm glad for your sake she only came home with one with one tree one I tree. think we should give her we should give her some marks for at least showing some discretion with her feelings
2: exactly high marks, high marks. it's a big tree, it's about twelve feet tall uh we cut. We cut two feet off of it. I think we have to cut another foot off of it uh, to get it into the living room. It's big. It's like it's like the as big as the White House Christmas tree, which, by the
1: way, big tree.
2: came from North Carolina. Booger Mountain? That's I don't know Booger if it's Mountain Booger, Mountain. Mountain. Booger Mountain. I love Booger Mountain. Hell yeah. Booger Mountain is tough. I like to go to, yeah. go to Booger Mountain and pick your tree. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, Alec Campbell. I'll see. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> All right then. Later.
2: All right. Before we get out of here, uh, I want to talk about two quick things, and then we'll uh, we'll put a bow on it. Uh, and the first was the embellishing penalty to Jesperi Kotkiniemi in the first period. Carolina's on the power play. Power play ain't going very well. Uh, and Kotkiniemi was tripped or hooked. One of the two. And they sent the player who did the tripping off. But they also sent Kokaniemi off for an embellishment. I mean, didn't look like embellishment to me. And I have seen far worse not called. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to ask some people that I know around the league. If Carolina has the rep as a diving team, because this is the third embellishment penalty that Carolina has received this year, at least. might have been might be more. I think it's the third. And I don't believe we have seen any called the other way. There could have been one the other way. I think uh, Roddick Foxa uh, went down pretty easily. Uh, and we see it a lot, man. I see it a lot around the league. And I see it a lot when, when the Hurricanes are playing. I'm like, man, that was a dive. That was the he embellished that. And it's not called. It's called on Carolina. And I'm I'm not saying that these are bad calls. What I'm saying is I think Carolina has a rep as a diving team. So they lost another power play. You know, 11 seconds of five on three, whatever. They lost the second power play, which maybe is a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it saved them a goal. By the way, over for, uh, for their last 17 on the power play, but they've given up two shorthanded goals in that span. So over the last seven games, they've been outscored on their power play 2-0. Uh, and then in the third period, um, Martin Natchez was dragged down by Denis Gurianov. Clear trip. And then it looked like Gurianov also tripped Braden Smith, or not Braden, Brendan Smith. And Trip Tracy was talking about on the TV about, well, why it looked like there was a second penalty there. Maybe the Carolinas getting a five on three. And Trip said the referee, the other referee's arm went up. And it might have. I don't know if the arm went up or not because I didn't see it. But I will say that on the second penalty, it wasn't a penalty. Brendan Smith had the puck and Gurianov just knocked him over. He didn't trip him, didn't hook him, didn't slash him. He just knocked him over. And Smith was holding the puck. You're allowed to do that. So there wasn't a penalty there. I think that the referee might have put his arm up and then after discussing it with the other referee decided that there was just one penalty. I don't know how it worked, but I didn't... Unless there was another penalty I'm supposed to know about, it just looked like Gurianov just knocked Brendan Smith off the puck. So I didn't think there was another penalty. Um, all in all, this game looked on a stat sheet way better for Carolina than I think it was. I think the team has, uh, it's fighting a, a confidence problem clearly on the power play. But clearly too many of its best players. Trochek, Stahl, Svechnikov, Taravainen, Natchez, Jarvis. Although I thought Seth uh, played a poor game against Washington and was better tonight. Um, again, Jacob Slavin can't have no goals 21 games into the season. Zero? Come on. He can't have zero goals. Uh, so we got that going. Carolina's not getting the grimy goal, really. They you know, got one the other day uh, in Philly. Esper Foss scored off a rebound. They got a grimy goal tonight. Uh, but it was after the fact here in this game. They need more of that. Uh, obviously, the power play has to be better. I mean, we can talk about that all we want. Penalty kill continues to be good. Uh, so, uh, if if there were zero special teams goals over the next two weeks, we'd all take it, right? No no power play goals given up. No power play goals scored. Let's just make it a five-on-five game. We'll all be fine with that. I am. Um, as long as you're not giving up goals, that's fine. Uh, and shouts to Maxime Lejoie and Jalen Chatfield. thought they both played well. I think Chatfield played better. I think he was better than Lejoie. To me, Jalen Chatfield played a physical game. Pretty good skater. Uh, did get turned around and uh, and fell down at one point, And he was on the ice for the two-on-one goal that made it 2 nothing. But I don't think that was his fault as much as it was Brady Shea's fault. Um, but Chatfield looks like he can play. 25-year-old defenseman looks like he can play. So I got no problem seeing uh, Jalen Chatfield, even if he hangs around. I think the kid can play. And it looks like he's going to play for a while because for the next 10 days, there won't be uh, D'Angelo and Pesci. And frankly, and I think it'll be more than that. Uh, you've got these two games against Ottawa and Buffalo. And then the four games in Western Canada. I guess Winnipeg's not Western Canada. It's more Central Canada. Uh, but those four games, I don't believe Pesci and D'Angelo are going to be available for them. Maybe they rejoin the team in Minnesota as the trip ends. Uh, but so we've got six more games that you're going to see Chatfield and LeJoy. Ethan Bear's coming back in the lineup, uh, hopefully, on uh, Thursday. Uh, but again, again, you don't know who else is going. You don't know who else is going to test positive. So you have to assume it's, there's going to be more, maybe several. I don't know. Maybe Carolina will have the season pause like the Islanders and the Centers. Uh, you know, Islanders right now are on a pause. They had a game postponed tonight against Philly, and Ottawa had three games postponed about a week ago, uh, but they are now back on the ice. So the Canes lose 4-1. They will come home to play the Senators on Thursday. We'll be at PNC Arena for that, then Saturday against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Aluminum Company of North Carolina sponsors this podcast. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, important this time of year, windows, energy-efficient windows, double-hung windows. You know I love a good double-hung window. AluminumCompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um, let us know what you think. I appreciate your time. It is uh, late, so we'll talk to you after the Canes and the Senators Thursday night from Raleigh. this has been the canes corner podcast with adam gold presented by the aluminum company of north carolina you can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com
1: or wherever you get your podcasts